0: Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Last, uh, well not last week, the last time I spoke here, I had a two-part sermon for you. And so the subject is the same as the last time. Shake it and shine it. But I did tell you that I would talk about the shining part first. And then when I return, which is now, I will talk about the shaking part. And so I'm going to ask you now to open your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Levi, Matthew was sitting at the seat of custom as a tax collector. A publican who was despised and He was very poisonous to his countrymen because he was a Jew working for the Romans who imprisoned the Israelites in their own country. So he was despised. They never even liked him. But when Jesus passed by and Jesus called him, and let me tell you something, it doesn't matter what your life has been and who hates you. When Jesus calls you, if you answer that call, there is no limit to the usefulness of one who put himself aside, make use for the working of the Holy Spirit. And we very happy he's written. And so in Matthew chapter 5 and uh, verse 13 it says you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its saltiness how can it be made salted again it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Lord, thank you for seeking after us. Thank you for seeing in us what we sometimes don't see in ourselves. Sometimes we uh, pretend that we are no good. Other times we pretend as if we are only good, but you know that it's a mixture. And so we're asking you now, take us as we are, and may your word today find its potency and its practicality. In lives. We pray. In Jesus name. The Bible contains. Various names. That God gives to his children. Among them are. Sheep. The sheep of his pastor. Then he calls us. Brethren, he calls us my little ones. My little children, I write unto you that you sin not. When Jesus gives us the name salt, he is reminding us that we have the opportunity and the responsibility to be of great Influence in the world. And so he says that you are the salt of the earth. Sodium is an extremely active element found naturally only in combined form, for those of you who remember your chemistry. It always links itself to another element that is called chlorine. Hence, it is called sodium chloride. Chlorine is the poisonous gas that gives bleach its offensive odor. When sodium and chloride are combined, the result is the common table salt. And we use it for various reasons. Now here, Jesus was very calculative when he said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. And the last time I was here, I told you when he says, you are the light of the world. The word the word world and the word earth are here synonymous. So I'll go back to what I said to you the last time a little. Is that it is not that we are the salt of the ground. But we are the salt of that word that I used. We are the salt of the anthropos, from which you get the word anthropology from. And the word, the study of anthropology, is the study of man. So you and I are not salt of the ground outside, although the word earth is used, but it is used here for people. So I want to read the text now in a different version. Just to substantiate what I've said before. Saints. You are like salt for the whole human race. But if that salt loses its saltness. There is no way to make it salty again. It has become worthless. So it is thrown out. And people. Trampled on it. So you're not the salt of the earth outside. We are supposed to be salt. Of lives. Of people. Now there are three important things about salt. That I want to explore with you in this message today. And to see how well we can understand what Jesus is saying here. Firstly. Salt is well known for its Preserving ability. What did I say? Salt is what? Well known for it, what? Preserving ability. So I choose to say very shortly that salt is a preserver. What did I say? Salt is a what? Preserver. It preserves. Now it is used to prevent decay, it is rubbed in meat. In an effort to preserve it. And those of you who like to eat codfish, There is no need for it to be refrigerated. Am I right? So that is why you call it salted cod. Because it is soaked in salt. And it preserves and you can keep it for years. Am I right? You don't need to put it in the refrigerator. Because the salt is a what? Preserver. The salt is a preserver. Now, this is Christ's sublime definition for the Christian life. And of those who are members of the church. And so, the church exists for the sake of the world and not for its own sake. Let me put it in another way. Jesus did not create the church to preserve the church. The church was inaugurated and, yes, to inaugurated to preserve and to protect the world from corruption and from contamination. And that is why when Peter says... That we are called out as a holy nation, a peculiar people, a royal priesthood. The word holy is a very interesting word that is used in the original language. It means to be removed from contamination. But there's an interesting element there that when, when you are removed from contamination, when you are put, On the other side, you should not be transferred with the contamination in you. So, once you are called out to become the salt of the earth, you should not be contaminating the world or the lives of people, but you must be what? Preserving it. Amen? So we are preservers. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are a preserver. You are a what? You are a preserver. That's right. So God's people are chosen not for their own comfort but to show men the beauty of the divine life and to raise them to a higher standard, a higher level. Oh yes, when you are, when you have been called out by Christ, you have been called to live on a higher plane, on a higher standard. Amen. You are climbing up, and that is why, when I was a little boy in church, we used to sing, we are climbing Jacob's ladder. This is the part now. Everyone gets what? Lower and lower? No, it gets what? Higher and higher and higher. Because we are climbing up to the standard of righteousness. You know. I am glad. That there is power. In the blood of Jesus Christ. And so. The disciples of Jesus Christ. Should seek. To prevent. The corruption of literature. The disciples of Christ should seek to prevent the corruption of public amusement. The disciples of Christ should seek to prevent the corruption of parochial political life. The disciples of Jesus should seek to prevent corruption of commerce and commercial life. And so, As salt of the earth, you are called to preserve the world from decay, from corruption, oh, from being spoilt. You are called to keep the world and to help men and women to see that there is something better to live for. Now, the second. Thing about salt is that salt is well known for its penetrating ability. So salt is a penetrator. Salt is a what? Penetrator. It just does not sit on the surface. It goes below the epidermis. It goes inside it seeps inside and it penetrates. Salt will penetrate and infiltrate whatever it touches. It is an aggressive substance. And so the penetrative influence of the child of God is more than just Quantity, but quality. In other words, the life of the child of God is not measured uh, quantitatively, but qualitatively. God is not so much looking for numbers, but he is looking for willing hearts. Hearts that will work. Work the world, walk through it, and make a difference. All history and all human progress are at the bedrock of the life story of those who have been chosen. And so in the history of the whole early church, as recorded in Acts chapter 8 and verse 1 and Acts 17 and verse 6, Here we have an indication that we have been called by the Lord to be an active force in the world around us. You can't just be sitting there passively and not penetrating, not infiltrating, and just sitting there not doing anything. The church should be a militant army. Oh yes, changing the very gates of hell. Wherever the child of God goes, life must become different. You are not just somebody out there. Living your own little life in your own little corner. Whatever you do influences somebody. And so that is why you have to be careful. And so here it is. God calls the church. And in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, the Bible says, And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And uh, one translation says, On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, which is death and hell and the grave, will not overcome it. You know, it's interesting that uh, that many times in the church you find people who they believe that their job is to is to fight for the church. You don't need to fight for the church. You don't have the ability to fight for the church. As a matter of fact, if you try to fight for the church, you're going to lose. Let God fight for the church. What you need to do is to live for Jesus Christ. And whatever is happening in the church, as long as you're living for Jesus Christ, you are going to triumph with the church. So... There, yeah, you, you are protecting the church. That's all right. Protecting the church, that's a good idea. But the protection of the church is leaving the hand of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you something. Whatever is happening in the church, the church of God is not going to go down. Amen. Whatever is happening in the church of God, the church of God is not going to go out silently. Oh, the church of God is going to triumph in a blaze of glory. You haven't seen anything else yet. That's what Jesus says I will build my church upon this rock. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not destroy it. Prevail means to triumph over it. The gates of hell will not destroy the church. So when the church, oh, militant becomes the church triumphant. I want to be in it. I want to be in it. I want to be there in it. And I'm not going to allow anybody to, 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 to drive me out of this church or to run me out of this church. I remember when I pastored a certain church some time ago, there was a sister who had a certain seat in the church. That was her seat. It was right there and it was at the the entrance. And whenever you come, you have to cross over her to go in. And she's not giving up her seat because it was her seat. Yes. But you don't have any seat in here. You don't have any seat in here. Nobody has any seat in here. Sit anywhere you want to sit. Amen? Yes. But you know, Make sure you come and be here and sit in here. But I want a seat in the kingdom of God. I want a seat in there. And uh you know I, I grew up I grew up in the church of God in the church of in the New Testament church of God. I was baptized in the church when I was 12 years old. And uh that's the church my mom used to go to until the, you know, I was the first one to become a Seventh-day Adventist in my family. And we used to sing a song uh, in, in the church that says, uh, I'm going to sit down beside my Jesus. You know the song? I'm going to sit down and rest a little while. I'm going to... It's soon be done. So it's something. Like, wait, you know the song, eh? That's right. I'm no singer, all right? But... uh. Uh, it will soon be done. It will be done with the troubles and the trial. And so after you are done with the trouble and the trial. And Jesus Christ takes away sickness and sadness and sorrow and pain. And Sister Gray, your husband will be well again. Huh? You will be running back and forth because he will be well again. But so what? So what? But this is the part I like. I'm going to sit down beside my Jesus. I'm going to sit down and rest a little while. Rest from the labors of life. Rest from the problem that sin causes. Rest from the sorrow that breaks the heart. Rest from those things. Oh, that seek to destroy. We're going to find rest. And then we'll sit down. And rest. It soon be done. Oh with troubles and trial. When I get home. On the other side. I'm going to shake my hands with the elders. I'm going to tell all the people good. Oh yes. I'm going to sit down beside my Jesus. I'm going to sit down and rest a little while. Even if I don't get a chance to shake hands with the elders and I sit down with Jesus, that will be all right. It's going to be all right. You come here this morning with your pain and your sorrow. It's going to be all right. You come here with your disappointment and and the weight of the world on your head. I say to you today, it's going to be all right. church of God will triumph. And so many people do not realize the importance of salt in maintaining the life and health of their bodies. As believers, we are to endeavor to maintain the life and the health of the body of Jesus Christ. Don't be a troublemaker in the church of God. Don't bring and sorrow to the hearts of the believers. If you have some things that bother you, don't throw it on the rest of us. Give us a chance to maintain our relationship with our Jesus. Do you hear what I say, church? Mark, I'm not saying that we can't help you, you know. But let me tell you something. Some people it's very hard to help them. They are all set in their ways, and some of these ways, if they were good ways, that would be all right. But some bad ways, and I have that problem too. You know, don't believe that the preacher doesn't have that problem. You know, my my uh, my daughter, one of my last daughter. You know, I used to get very rough on her. You know, she's a nice girl, very nice, like her father, but. <laughs> also like her, mother, <laughs> but I got, you know, used to get very rough on her, and one day she said, Daddy, I need to pray for you. <laughs> and I said, okay, come and pray for me. So I knelt down in the living room, and she placed her hand on my head, and she placed my, hand, her, hand, my her hand on my head and said, oh God, please help Daddy to have some patience. <laughs> Oh, yes. We have our own little problem that we struggle with. Is that all right? But let me tell you something. Regardless of all of that, we are salt of the earth. And so, as believers, we should help to maintain the health of the body of Christ. Love and truth can be like sodium and chlorine. Love without truth is filthy. Filthy truth. Oh yeah. Love without truth is filthy. Filthy love. And love without truth can also be blind sometimes, willing to combine with various false doctrines. On the other hand, truth by itself can be offensive, sometimes even poisonous. Spoken without love, truth can turn people away from the gospel tell you something it's good to witness to people but don't get in a fight with anybody when you're witnessing to them you're not there because sometimes you will win the argument but you lose a soul and I know that many times we we get so worked up about what we believe and we want everybody to know what we believe and we become very offensive. But here Jesus is saying as salt of the earth there must be balance. And so truth can be offensive and it can be a deterrent to accepting the gospel. However, when truth and love are combined in an individual or in a church, we have what Jesus is talking about here when he says that we are the salt of the earth. The real salt. Not just chlorine on one side or sodium on the other side, but is a delicate balance. And so we are able to penetrate the lives and conduct of others and bring out the beauty of our faith through love. In their lives. And so we don't want. Jesus is not saying here. That you must be chlorine. Or you must be sodium. You must be. You must be salt. And so salt. In the scripture. Is a symbol of. For binding covenant. It is. Healing and cleansing. Aid. It is a stimulant. To the appetite. Salt. Is as I said before. is a preservative. Against decay. Decay in Luke 14. 34 to 35. Salt. In the Bible. Is a promoter of peace. Mark chapter 9. And verse 50. Salt in the scripture. Is a stimulant. To our testimony. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13. Salt in the scripture is an evidence of the grace of God. Be seized. Let your grace be seasoned with salt. Colossians 4 and verse 6. And then finally, salt is well known for its pleasing ability. There is nothing that is pleasing. To the brain as a meal that is well tasty. Salt brings out the best in the taste buds. Salt blends and adds flavor to the food. In fact, there are some food that you, you can't really eat them unless they have a little but remember now that if you suffer from hypertension you must be careful of your salt yeah careful of it that's right so here it is that if you can if you can stand it so what salt does is that salt gets rid of Things that are insipid and tasteless. As a child of God, your life should never be insipid. And some folks, you know, when they come around, yo, yo, they know, your taste bad is so disturbed. I know some folks, they're not pleasant to be around. I have to tell you right up front here. But you know, I'm glad that we don't have these people here. All you're just—I—I will spend the rest of the day with you today, and all the time you're pleasant people. Yes, I like that. But I'm talking about the others. You know, I like the preacher who preached a a sermon, and when he was at the door shaking hands, uh, a lady said, "Pastor, man, you give a good sermon today." I'm sorry that the others were not here to hear it. <laughs> you know, good sermon. Yeah, but the, the point here is that we are called by God to add flavor to the world. We are called by God to do what? Add flavor to the what? The Christian should flavor the, ro- the world around us. As salt, we are to live our lives... That we bring out the best in those around us. Flavor their lives. That is what Jesus did when he was here. He had lots of enemies. But when he opened his mouth to speak. They said never a man spoke. As I've heard this man spoken. His words were power. They said that he, he, he speaks with authority. Yes. When you are talking the word of God, you must speak with authority. And in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27, the Bible says, Whatever happens, whatever happens, conduct yourself. What you must do now, church? Conduct yourself in a mother." in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ what of your conduct what of your conduct and some folks you know some of us our so conduct is not up to par we have to draw up ourselves by our bootstraps yes it says conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ then Whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you are standing firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. You know, my friend, it's a joy to have the gospel of Jesus Christ in the life. In the Latin church... Salt is employed in the baptismal service. The priest puts the salt into the mouth of the person who is being baptized. It is an authorization ceremony, but it's also a a kind of a kind of traditional weakness. To the obligation that is laid upon the Christian to have themselves purified as a symbol of righteousness. And so when we are living out the standard of the Lord in our lives, we will be like salt. But I must hurry Here as my time runs out to the last part of my message. Because I can't close unless I come to this part. Jesus divides the text in two parts. And as much as you pay attention to the first part. You must also pay attention to the second part. Because this is the application. And all that I've said before makes no sense. Unless you now listen to this last part. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. But if you go down a little further, you see the word but. That is a very strong word. You know what it means? It's a kind of transitional word that is going to make way now for a new set of ideas. But. And as I told the people sometimes when I talk to them, I tell them that. My wife comes home from work and I cook and she e- eats and she feels satisfied. And then she said, Dear, the dinner was very good, but. She said, But. And I get very quiet but you leave the kitchen and dining i like to cook but i don't like to clean out and i use all the plates and all the spoons so listener but if the salt loses its saltiness In other words, what Jesus is saying here. That you should never allow anything to cause you to lose your usefulness. Do you hear what I say church? Don't let anything cause you to lose your usefulness. If you lose your usefulness, you are good for nothing. Don't tell anybody that I tell you that. What the Bible says, but. If the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It can't. It can't. It can't be reversed. And because it has no more use, there's only one place for it. It is no longer good for anything. Are you good for anything? Don't reach that place in your life. And those of you who are getting old, like I'm getting old, don't reach that place in your life where you become useless Amen. and give up on life. Find something to do. Don't sit down there and night building your tongue. Activity, activity helps the mind brain. Don't rot away. Don't lose your usefulness. Because there's only one place for those who lose their usefulness. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown and be trotted under the feet of men. I don't want anybody to walk on me. May God help us today. That whatever happens to you, Remember now that you are precious to God. And so as I conclude today. I want you to consider your own life. Can you honestly say that your life is the salt of the earth? Are you making a difference? There is a tremendous need for every child of God. To be all that they can be as long as they can be. And so, today, if you're visiting here today, wherever you come from, I want to say to you that if you're fine, if you've found out that life makes no sense to you today, I lift up before you Jesus. He's the only one that can put meaning in your life, he's the only one who can give you a purpose to live for. And whatever is happening in your life, don't give up, I give in, I shut down. Let Jesus Christ help you. For He says here that I can give you the power that you need. Is somebody here today you want to stand and say, Preacher, pray for me today that I can find more usefulness for my life? See anybody? So we are all useful people. God bless you. Thank you so much. As we close today. Remember. That your life. Makes no sense. Unless. Your life. Is is in the hand of Jesus. May God bless you. In Jesus name.